0: February 21st, 2023. We're on Masechet Beita, and daf Zayin Amudal. Let's again begin 13 lines from the bottom. The second word on the line, Tanur Rabbanan, it's a beraita we began to discuss yesterday. We'll continue discussing it and finish this sugya and move on today. Says the Gemara, Tanur Rabbanan, it's a beraita. Kol she tashmisho yom nolad bayom. yom. Kol she tashmisho by nolad by laila. Kol she tashmisho ben bayom, yom ben by Nodad ben Bayom ben b'layla. The statement in the Beraitah is a biological one which the Gemara will transform and explain was intended for halakhic reasons. The statement in the Beraitah goes as follows. Based on the time period during which different beings reproduce, that in turn affects directly when they'll give birth, when they'll have the child or the, uh, the offspring. If the tashmish is specifically and only done during daytime, Uh, the birth will be during the daytime. If it's done at night, then it'll be at night, the birth as well. And lastly, if it's weather during the night or alternatively during the day, in other words, it'll sometimes be during the day and sometimes at night, the uh, act of reproduction, the relations, well, in turn, the birth could be at night, as well as during the day. Says so the Gemara, well, let's break down what, who and what we're referring to and in turn understand what the halachot or halakha that we might derive from this is. Kol bayom, nolad bayom, what being are we referring to when we say that it has relations specifically and only during the daytime and in turn it'll only give birth during the day, zo that would be a chicken. Chickens uh, reproduce during the day and in turn Their birth is specifically and only during the day. Koshe Tashmisho Balayla, alternatively, on the other end of the spectrum, what being has relations, has a reproduction specifically at night, and in turn, Nolad Balayla, Zo Atalef, that would be a bat. Lastly, Koshe Ben Bayom Ben Balayla, lastly, the circumstance that uh, we as human beings are most familiar with, where it could take place either during the day. Or as well, at night, who's that? Adam, de Damele. that would be a human being and any other being similar to our species. It says the Gemara, let's at the very least, one of these three, break it down for halakha, it might be, it will be, that we won't know a halakha, at least stated in our Gemara, relevant to bats or human beings with regards to the time of their birth, although we could come up with one with regards to human beings maybe, we could have, at the very least we could have, if we had some sort of vision, that it's only during the day or only during the night, we could be establishing times for Mila or pidyon Habin or matters of that sort. The fact that it's day or night makes things complicated, but at the very least it's stated. Bats, I'm not really familiar what sort of uh, halakhic ramification we would have with regards to the births of bats, but specifically, says the Gemara, let's deal with uh, chickens. Amal Mor kol shir ba bayom, means we're returning to a statement that was stated uh, either a little bit beforehand or over here directly beforehand in the Gemara and we're going to break it down. So that was the statement in the Beraita. we're just reiterating it. Lemai nafka mina, and then we have a basic question about it. Lemai, Lema for what? Nafka mina, what's the halakhic ramification? What sort of practical understanding and in turn uh, practice will we have as a result of knowing that chickens give birth specifically during the day, says the Gemara: Lich derav mare bere derav kahana, deram rav mare bere terav kahana, badak bekana shel tane Ternigolin me'erev yom tov. What about a circumstance, and that in turn says the Gemara is the halachic <laughs> ramification of a person entering into the holiday before Ben Hashem Ashot, before that intermediary transitional period which enters the holiday, uh, checks the kanin shel tarni checks the uh, chicken coops, the nests specifically, I think is what the word kin uh, over here, kan over here means. Uh, so uh, he checks them and sees ve'lo there's no eggs entering into the holiday as nightfall is quickly approaching, there's no eggs. But then on the early morning of the holiday, he's walking through his chicken coop, or he's curious, or he's going to get something else from there, and he in turn finds an egg or eggs which were laid in a place that he didn't see them the night beforehand or directly prior to the night beforehand. What's the halakhic status of those eggs? Well, we're going fi- to follow the opinion in our first Mishnah, Beti Leil, that eggs which are born on the holiday are prohibited. Were these born on the holiday or were they before the holiday? Well, he did check before the holiday and he didn't see any eggs before the holiday. But on the other hand, we know that eggs are only hatched during the day. He went in Before Halachic he went in before Alot HaShachar, he went very early in the morning. He went, I don't know, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning before there's any sun in the sky. What's the Halachic status, says the the Gemara, says Rav Mare, muteret. That Be'etzal would be permitted. Why is it permitted? Well, again, it's permitted because we're certain, based on our knowledge, our biological determination, that a chicken will only give birth during the day. If it's not yet daytime, the only option for, with regards to daytime was before the holiday, and as a result, we assume this egg was born before the holiday. It's not a bit sessional, as we explained yesterday. But didn't you check? I mean, that's the proof against you. It's a proof against the biological statement that you're telling me. You're telling me that a chicken can't give birth any time but during the day. But if you made up this case, and indeed you found the egg, on the holiday in a way that it wasn't there beforehand, well, then obviously something went wrong. It was an anomaly. How you can explain this? How you can assume that that's the circumstance? If you did check, says the Gemara, first and foremost, maybe we'll say to you, or you should say to yourself, emar labadak yafe yafe. Maybe you you didn't really check. Yafe yafe means very well you checked it, you walked in, you were checking if there were eggs, you weren't really, you didn't uh, pick up the the, uh, hay on the floor to see if it was underneath, you didn't see uh, okay, in such a circumstance, we can and should say, it must have given birth before the holiday, after all, it only gives birth on the day, during the daytime and now it's daytime of the next day, and wasn't there yesterday, well it was there yesterday, and even if the person is certain, and we're certain, he checked it, he turned that chicken coop upside down, he checked Every nook and crevice, every corner there, and there was no egg entering into the holiday. So how are you gonna make a claim that this egg came out before the holiday? It wasn't there before the holiday. You're stuck in a catch in a catch-20 uh, in a, in a, uh, a paradoxical state. On the one hand, it can only give birth during the day. On the other hand, you check during the day and it's like, not yet that. What's that? Lights, they put lights, one Is that why? I don't know. They do that for they do that for baby, human babies as well. I, you know, I don't I, I just want to Maybe, I don't know. I, I always assumed it was just to help the growth that's and it, to yeah. things. That, but anyway, it says the Gemara emar, and keep in mind, this is about when it's born. That's when it's already born. Alright, anyway, emar, but we'll do our research on that as well. And by the end of this, as we won't only make the chicken noises, we'll be experts on chicken anatomy, biology, and, and birthing and so forth. Emar says the Gemara yaseta ruba and Suggests the Gemara maybe what could have, and perhaps did happen in such a situation, that's what Rav Mare was uh, referring to is that the chicken uh, birthed the egg, uh, the majority of the egg came out, and then it kind of suctioned it back in before the holiday. After all, it has to be birthed during the daytime, and it was. It came out, the majority, and then suctioned back in. What's the status in that situation? So earlier on the Amud yesterday, we learned, Rabbi Yochanan says that's considered birthed, and as a result, you're permitted to eat it during the day, but it didn't actually come out. came out enough, the fact that it came out the majority, in and of itself, establishes it and considers it as if it was born. That being the case, okay, so what we've established then and this is what we left off with yesterday is that if you find an egg on the holiday during the time that you checked before the holiday, again, you checked on the holiday before morning and you checked before the holiday, of course, during daytime because the holiday starts after, Daytime is done, the status of that egg we're suggesting is that it's mutar to eat. We don't and shouldn't assume that it was born on the holidays. let's Rabbi, give up. not making something up right now? No. we are not making up the fact that it wasn't born. was born. With, we're saying it was born. We're not making it up. We're going based on a biological knowledge that the rabbis had or assumed. The fact that they were certain based on their analysis that eggs to a chicken are born only during the daytime, we're accepting. That's not a making up, it's based on their uh, empirical evidence. You know, to the extent that they can't and won't imagine it otherwise. I will remind you, the Isur that we're dealing with, aside from Rabbah, that it might be an issue of Hasanah, but even Rabbah, because ultimately speaking, it's only when it's Shabbat into Yom Tob, that the Isur from the Torah, is that we're dealing with an Isur mitrabanan. So if it's all rabbinic prohibition to begin with, and they have their knowledge. They'll they'll suggest it in such a fashion. Says the Gemara, Ini, Is this all really so? The statement of Rabbi Yoseh Ben Shaul is exactly so far our case. You went and you checked the, the coop. You checked the uh, the nest of chickens before the holiday. And you didn't find the Be'etzah, exactly what we've been addressing. And you woke up the next day. Umasaba That's our case, and we're expecting the word to be muteret. It's prohibited. So anything you've been stating until now couldn't have been as simple as you suggested. Maybe along the lines of Jesse, but not really yet, so you'll see. But the Gemara says this, you see, we have, a, we have an explicit statement of Rabbi Yosef ben Shaul, who tells us. That it's not so. His statement is that if you checked before the holiday, woke up in the morning and found the egg, assume that the egg was born overnight. What do you mean born overnight? We have biological reality. Is he disagreeing on that? The Gemara won't accept that. Yeah. No, you could, you could disagree that it comes out partially. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Interesting, uh, so says Nathan, maybe he's disagreeing with the halakha of Rabbi Hanan. Rabbi Hanan told us, it's considered a birth, and that would be what he'd be disagreeing. The problem with that is, Rabbi Hanan, who might dispute Rav on this matter, we had a Shas principle on dafdale that Rav Rabbi Hanan, halacha. Rebiyo Hanan. Rabbi Hanan's going to win the day, so we can't imagine my my. My understand my suggestion over here to your to your to your claim against the Gemara or your question on the Gemara is that we wouldn't imagine that Rabbi Yosef ben Shaul was going against Rabbi Yohanan. We accept Rabbi Yohanan as halakhal master. It's not to say that nobody disagreed with him, but if you find somewhere something, you have to assume they're going with Rabbi Yohanan. But it's a valid uh, question. Anyway, says the Gemara over here. Uh, I have a different answer. I'll tell you that this does accord with everything we've had until now. There's no contradiction. This is dealing with a different. case a different way of birthing, how so? You might recall just about an amud and a half ago, we talked about two ways that chickens can give birth. They could give either give birth when they came from a zakhar, they were impregnated from a male chicken and 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 chicken, or alternatively, there could be safna me'ara, which means to say they just sit close to the ground and the heat of the ground, the natural heat of the ground, will bring forth, will stimulate within their body the birth of, uh, of an egg. We talked about the difference between those two with regards to what type of egg is that? Is it gonna be an egg that brings forth chicks or not? But over here the Gemara says, oh, you're only talking about a case where its reproduction took place during the day, so it's gonna give birth during the day. What if it had no reproduction? What if this happened naturally, internally? The chicken went close to the ground, it became impregnated. uh, You need not claim in such a circumstance that the birth in turn is going to be only during the day. I can't, again, I, it would help a lot if I had worked on a farm or something like it's almost an inspiration to do so. But that's what the Gemara is telling them. Maybe not, maybe if I would find something different I'd get all nervous. Anyway, says so the Gemara says so Gemara Hatam, the case of Rabbi Oseh Ben don't ask a question from over there, because the case must be Bittasafna araa means ground. Safna, we're understanding is a certain heatedness. It became impregnated from the ground. And as a result, our suggestion is since it was impregnated from the ground, we can and should assume if you checked it before the holiday, you didn't see an egg, uh, it was birthed overnight. No, no, it can't be birthed overnight. It could be birthed overnight if it didn't come from a male. <speaking in Spanish> says the Gemara, <speaking in Spanish> Wait a second, uh, we have two statements. Our first statement is Rav Meri. Rav Meri, his statement was clearly, you should assume that this egg was birthed during the daytime. You have alternatively, Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda, excuse me, Rabbi Yosef Ben Shaul, who says, Who said it was birthed during the daytime? Maybe it was at night. What's our difference in opinions over here? How the egg was birthed. I don't know how the egg was birthed. I walk into the chicken coop on Yom Tov morning. That's right. Yom Tov morning. It looks the same, you'll find out later on down the line if a chick is coming out of it or not. But ultimately speaking, I walk into the chicken coop on uh, uh, the night before and then uh, in the morning of, you know, right before the night and then the morning of, I found an egg. How do I know? Oh, well, this must be because it was from the ground. And in turn, it's Asur. That's the case of Beoseb Ben Shaul. Or alternatively, no, it wasn't from the ground. From, how would you know the difference? The Gemara will suggest now, again, I can't see if, can see if, it, what's that? Uh, along those lines, yeah. And as the Gemara will suggest now, this is all dependent upon the proximity, how close the female chicken is to the male. If they're distant enough, we assume they didn't get together. If they're close enough, we say that the female chicken would not on its own just be sefna The very knowledge, the very fact that there's a male nearby would make it clear to us that the only way it was going to give birth is from the male. It has its mind, it has its eye, it has its ears, see, the, the Gimara I will say. Believe it or not, you know chickens are a little promiscuous. They can escape and they could go out, you know, for a night in the town. The will even say they'll go over bridges and things of that so I, I'm not telling you that this is happening in an easy way for me and you to wrap our heads around, but the fact that it could be, the Gemara says, the fact that the chicken hears or has knowledge of a male in the neighborhood, even though, even though there are none of those feathers, and it is impregnated, we say they must have somehow met up, or at the very least we have to assume that this chicken wouldn't on its own impregnate itself. says, go ahead. What can I tell you? The Gemara is gonna say, it's not, this is not my imagination over here. says the Gemara, (speaking) answers the Gemara, and the case of Rav Mare, it must be when in the same coop—that's the initial statement of the Gemara—there's a male. If Rav there's Rav a male, say it again. Rav Mare is your no, the opposite. We have two. We have Rav Mare and we have Rabbi Ben Shaul. Rav Mare says the Beta is mutar in the morning. Rabbi Yosef Ben Shaul says it's asur, right? And so now we're trying to say, wait a second. Why are you saying it's mutar? Why don't you say like Rabbi Yosef Ben Shaul that it happened from the ground, in which case it happened overnight? So the answer is that of Maria's case must be that there's a male together with it, nothing to do with on the town yet, they're together, it's not going to happen from the ground. It's, got its, it's, got, it's in the same coop, it's got its male uh, friend, husband, together with it. Says the Gemara, uh, okay again, so says the uh, Gemara, maybe they were in a fight, maybe they're not intimate, these two chickens, and as a result... Even though it's together, even though the male and the female, you're certain that it came from the male to the extent, Rav Mare, that you're going to permit the birth of that chicken and assume it came from the male and in turn it happened during the day? Amara Avina, Avina says, we have a tradition or we have knowledge of the biology of here. Gimire, we have, we have learned. Milashon gemara, we've accepted, we have knowledge of. Kolhecha, any situation, that there's a male first and foremost together with it. It's not the way it works. It's not like uh, male and female in terms of human beings. I like him, I don't like her and so forth. This is a reality. If they're together, that's the way they're going to reproduce. If they're not together, so then it'll come from the ground. If it's not, if they are together, it won't come from the ground. Biological truth, that's like about So, wouldn't it be a gezerah, a You're not sure. It's your uns- um is it a gezerah, or gezerah? You're saying it's a safik a banan of sorts. Uh, so okay, over here we're clarifying the safik. So we're saying it's not really a safik. Do you understand what I'm saying? In other words, the fact that now, it, how do you know what I'm it's not true sure that it has to be No no, what I'm telling you is if it could be oh your your question is even on the question of the Gimara, why who cares if it's mis me'ara or there's a Zahar Bahada? Ultimately speaking it's a safik and I'll have a, it's an interesting question. I'll have Exactly. There is no <laughs> There is no Safiq because we'll stay together. Oh, That's once we gave our answer. He's asking on the question. The question of the Gemara is, right, why are you saying that it came from the Zachar? Why don't you say maybe it was Safna Meharah? In which case it'll be Asur. It says Nathan, why will it be Asur? It's a yeah, Safiq. Yeah. Safiq to Rabbana. It's an interesting question. The eggs that are getting burnt, the chicken didn't eat a man. Those eggs are the sheikhs? <laughs> no. No, the opposite. All right, you want to wait a week, and so however amount of time, you could then verify. We want to know, can I eat it the next day? Right. On Yom Tov, you know what I'm saying? You're right, that's how you can figure it out, based on what the Gemara told us. Says the Gemara, Amara vina Gimire. again, two lines from the bottom, now last line, kol ikazachal la safna me'ra. ad and now that we're at it, let's understand this halachat. It's gonna be relevant to each of you, in your own farms, in your own backyards. You wake up on Yom Tov morning, am I permitted to eat from this egg or not? What's the distance from female to male, that we know, once it's that far apart, the female doesn't have the male on its mind, and it'll take care of itself in terms of giving birth from the ground. Amarav gamda it should be gilyon Hashas changes it too. Kol you see the little uh, Batman signal, it takes you gilyon Hashas rava. The statement here is, kol any situation de kaleh, be in my mind. There's a bil- an ability for the female or male to hear the voice of the other during the daytime. Rashi explains: daytime is noisier than nighttime. As a result, it's got to be closer. If they're close enough that during the daytime the female will hear the male, it won't give birth just from sefna <laughs> It'll wait for the male. And as a result, if they're close enough like that, again, and I find it on Yom morning, the egg. What's the halakha? Permitted. Uh, what are you talking about, baby? With sefna they're close enough. They can hear one another. How do you check if they? You check if they can hear. Says the Gemara. Of course, if they're in the same coop, of if in the same coop. we're saying even if they're more distant. Again, the night on the town type of say, se- Rav Mare, um, it says Gemara, Avad, Rav Mare, Uvda, Ad, Shitin Bate. Rav until the distance of 60 houses. House, as some of them, and others suggest is four amot. That's the measurement. Four amot means six feet. Six times uh, 60 is, uh, what, 360. So we're talking about 360 feet. Up to 360 feet difference uh, in terms. Football is that the same? Three hundred, a little Little bigger. Well, football is. 300. So, yeah, a little bit more than a football field. You're dealing with that distance is the amount that we assume during the daytime, all things being equal, chicken will hear the call of another. And as a result, Rav Mari, until 60, uh, until uh, what's it called, Uh, 60 batim, until 360 feet, was willing to say on Yom Tov morning, this egg is mutar. It's mutar because the only way it could have been and would have been impregnated was from a male. And if it was from a male, it was during the daytime. During the daytime, the birth was during the daytime which means this wasn't born on Yom Tov. Says the Gemara, but it's still a little bit more uh, uh, detailed, because even if it's within that closeness of, of 60 batim, of 360 feet, what if there's a river that separates between the two? I've got very specific over here. We assume that they didn't cho- so it can hear it, but there's a river that separates. I ah, didn't have in mind. It says it's so distant from me, that male one I'll never meet up with, and I may as well take care of myself from the ground over here. That's the statement. So in turn, even if they're close enough, that's just right across the river, there's a river that separates. You have to assume the because the took care of itself and uh, impregnated itself from the ground. The V'i'ika Mabra, what if there's a bridge over the river? Abra, you should know that the chicken would cross over and it has as a result, daring. biologically a part of it, not so daring yet, you'll see, uh, it, it would go over. It says Gemara, Mesara, what if it's a narrow bridge? the Thai Prashi explains that you have to hold on to a, uh, a rope in order to get across, and it's a very narrow plank underneath. Human beings could do it. It's a little daring. You have to, you know, play a Tom Sawyer type of role over there. Would the chicken play that sort of role? No. Okay, it wouldn't cross. Says the Gemara, you should know, even though we assume it wouldn't cross, and in turn, we have a humra, we're going to say the egg which was born, and you found it on Yom Tov morning, it's a sur. It indeed happened. It was separated by a river which had one of those rickety, narrow Bridges. What's that? A drawbridge, A drawbridge type of thing. Uh, it's not being pulled over. The same type of thing. The Abra and the chicken they saw or knew actually went over it. So the Gemara kind of leaves us open. With regards to that, I hope it isn't an issue in your farms, uh, in your in your, in your your own lives, uh, with regards to figuring this one out. Says the Gemara, all right, let's uh, summarize. We talked about Rabbi Yoseb ben Shaul. Rabbi Yosei ben Shaul, again, his statement was, if you woke up in the morning and you found that that egg, you should say it's Asur. Why should you say it's Asur? Because you should assume it was Safna me'arah. It came from the ground as a result. It could have happened even during the day. Let's review that again. How did we establish and determine the statement of Rabbi Yosei ben Shaul, who said it's Asur? So, that it was from the ground heated up and impregnated. If that's the case, let me just wonder together with you. Says the Gemara, does it need to be that I checked it before Yom Tov and didn't find an egg? Who cares if I found an egg or not? The fact that I find this egg during the daytime should tell me that I have to assume. Uh, I have to assume it's asur. Even if you didn't check before the holiday. And not find any eggs. If I wake up in the morning and I find an egg there at any point or before the morning, I should assume it was birthed that night. Says the Gemara, badak. If you didn't check, ema If you didn't check before Yom Tov, so I wake up in the morning. I didn't check before Yom Tov. I don't know if the egg was born before Yom Tov or on Yom Tov. I do know that there's potential for it to be born either during the day or during the night. It's Safna Merah. There's no male nearby. So says Gemara. If you checked before, then you didn't see. All right, it's Asur. You checked before. It wasn't there. It must have been born overnight. So says Gemara. If you did, if you didn't check, well, then maybe it was born beforehand. Something along the lines of Nathan. It's going to be a Safek Rabbanan. Says Gemara. But wait a second. Even if you did check before the holiday and found during daytime, of Yom Tob, right before Yom Tob setting in, there was no egg in there, Emma Yasset Things get even more complicated. Maybe it was really born before the holiday. No, no, one one second. No, it's gonna be born from the ground. There's no male nearby. That could be. But how do you know it wasn't born before the holiday? I checked. That's why it's Asur. Maybe even if you checked, Maybe it had already come out the majority. Came out the majority. We're gonna go like Rabbi Hanan, we're gonna say that it's considered a full birth. If it's considered a full birth, it's not a it wasn't, it's no problematic situation. We can assume that it was Rebiyo uh, Hanan. We should assume like Rabbi Hanan. Oh, so that's the question, the Gemaraz. Maybe chicks that don't uh, have normal relations, you know, they, they don't do that. They come out. It would be a nice suggestion. Are you a chicken uh, expert here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because it's warm, you know, yeah. You warm? Yes or no? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Says the Gemara. Says, says the Gemara. You know the the truth is. The truth is, before we even move onward, when the Gemara said those words that maybe it happened um, yesterday, right? The Gemara says, Kilo badak ima itmol havai. If you didn't check, you should and could assume it happened during the daytime. Why would you assume it happened during the daytime? Um, well, Rashi suggests that um, the reason you would assume it happened during the daytime. Right? W- well, again, it, over here, we're assuming there's it's no, separate, there's no There's no hand nearby. So we assume it happened from the ground. Ground could happen during the daytime or nighttime. That's what we call a safid. Rashi explains over here, the reason we should assume it happened during the daytime is you have rog, you have majority. If there was a hand, so then for sure it happened during the daytime. If there was no hand, it could have happened during the daytime or nighttime. Majority of the cases then are during daytime. That's the suggestion. Tosafot asks, but it's Davash uh, Lomatiri in our famous and an exciting situation. If you wait until after holiday, it'll be permitted, and it's a suffix situation called Davash Lomatiri, we learned this twice already in our batil, It's not going to have any bitul, Tosafot suggests, but over here you have a super majority on it. That says Tosafot. Yesh says Tosafot, four lines from the top. You have on the one hand, if it came from a hen, it certainly was during the daytime. Even if it's from the ground, says Tosafot, it's more prevalent. How they notice, I'm not certain. But they have the Nathan knowledge of, of and Mars Benning, you know, of how chickens work, I guess, or they're trying to piece together the Gemara. They say the majority of the cases, even on when it comes from the ground, is during the daytime. That's the suggestion. <laughs> It, right, so this touches on, I'm not going to address it right now, I'll just mention it touches on broader issues. If you have Safik Sefeka, for example, these are issues that come up in, in, in issues of Ta'aruvot and all that sort of matter. This is what Poskim have to deal with from time to time. I'll mention that Unisim in his commentary to the Gemara suggests differently. He says that the issue of Ta'ar is when I have a, what's called Hiskat Isur. I should assume that this is Asur. I knew that something Asur fell into the mix. Is it patel? Is it not patel? I don't begin with that over here. Who said this was ever? Asu? I don't know they, about this egg. You know this is an egg which was now I don't know anything about this egg. You're not going to have that principle of matirin unless you start with the assumption of isur and then you work backwards. Is it now mutar? Anyway, says the Gemara, again, back in our Gemara, answers the Gemara, answers the Gemara, La That sort of situation where the majority of the egg will come out and then be suctioned back in doesn't happen very often and since it doesn't happen very often if you're in a situation where there's no hen nearby you should assume when you checked before the holiday and didn't see the egg, that on the holiday it was born, and as a result, it's asuveh amar bi'oseh ben Shaul amarav hay tumah shehika sakanta legaluya. His statement in concluding this sort of matter is uh, the the following words over here. It says a tumah Rashi says shumin shehukin. What are shumin? Garlic, right? What do you got? Garlic, right? liquefied garlic. Liquefied. Shehukim it means it's very much crushed down. It's a uh, sakanta it's, legaluya. Uh, it's dangerous uh, to expose it. Now she explains legaluya. This is a circumstance where we're nervous about a uh, snake which would come to it and sip a little bit of it, drink a little bit from it, and in turn inject it with poison. This is the type of case, if you recall, we were talking about in Tosafot a little bit earlier, in Amud Adafago, where Tosafot said, since we don't have those sorts of snakes, shachriach benenu any longer, even if this was a davar shebaminyan, even if this, this was an establishment initially from the rabbis, where they put this in stone, the fact that the Gemara tells you the reasoning, sometimes Tosafot says, as an example, this one, Shohan Aruch in turn follows this in Siman, is it Kof'ayin Gimal in Ora haim um, that the halakha is that we don't have this as a relevant halakha. Not to say that many don't, as I mentioned, then have the custom until today not to leave out, or at the very least, if you did leave out beverages exposed that you won't drink from it. But in terms of binding halakha, Tosafot says it is no longer, and shohan is posek halakha that way. This summarizes our sugyah with regards to the matters of the egg, which you found on Yom Tov morning. We began it with a beraitat, beginning of this class at the end of last class with regards to when the eggs will be birthed we distinguish between if it's a circumstance where the male is, is present or close enough or not and in turn we dealt with many of those specific details. Just briefly beginning this next subya the Gemara now goes into a totally different issue. Why a totally different issue? Our Mishnah went into a totally different issue. Our Mishnah started with we presented a between Bet Shama and Beit The next issue, I know it's a long time ago, the next issue is what are the measurements for prohibition for Isur with regards to hamet and seor on Pesach. You remember that? The Mishnah said that hamet and seor, the Torah talks about them, uh, specifically at the end of Parashat Bo, hamet means, well, what we know as hamet, risen uh, flour and bread uh, of sorts. And seor is what you call a leavening agent. It's something that's used in order to bring forth, like yeast, to bring forth the hamet. Uh, are they the same measurement with regards to prohibition on, uh, on uh, Pesach or not? What does it have to do with anything? It's a Mahlok, Bechamai, and Betilela as well. And Bechamai over there as well is more lenient than betilel. That's really why they're connected to our Mishnah, where you had Bechash and Old Yom as well, Bechamai being more lenient. Um, what are the Isurim with regards to Seor and Hametz on Pesach? You really have three separate issues. Number one, you have an Isurah Hilai, you're not it eat from them. Number two, Lo Lo Yemate, you can't have it in your possession. And number three, there's a hayul from the torah uh, of tashpitu you need to destroy it uh, biur hamid. okay we're going to those each of those in some way will arise what were the opinions in our mishnah bet hillel's opinion was the measurement for both hamet and seor in terms of prohibition is kazayit that's the minimal size at which you uh, transgress. According to Beit uh, Shemai, there's different measurements. For Hamet, it's a larger measurement. It's Seor, uh, excuse me, it's a, it's a, what's it called, Kotevit. it's the size of a uh, of a date. And for Seor, it's a smaller measurement, it's the measurement of a kazayit. The Gemara, just uh, briefly, says the Gemara, why is it that Beit Shammai distinguishes between the measurements? That Seor has one measurement, a smaller measurement, and Hamet has the bigger one we'll return to this tomorrow but effectively Bechamai says why the Torah redundantly mentioned both Hametz and Seor the Torah could have said the lighter one of the two Hametz is not a leavening agent it might be Asur because it's Hametz but it doesn't cause Hametz if that's the lighter of the two just me I'll have Hametz I'll know in turn you can't have Seor why does the Torah I'll mention both of them to tell you a halacha. they don't have the same measurement we'll return to this and deal with it tomorrow Baruch